I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. This is a special episode. This is a Hotel Chocolat special. They've sponsored us throughout 2021 and we're doing a little Christmas special. So it's going to be a lot of chat with some friends. Um, I've got two guests today. I've got my podcast legend and uh, hardcore listing co-host, uh, Chris Glasson. And I've got the podfather himself, Scroobius Pip, uh, joining me today uh, to sample some of the uh, the creamy drinks from the Hotel Chocolat Cacao Bar. So we've got some nice drinks to to, uh, to drink whilst we talk about Christmas and music at Christmas. So you're in for an absolute treat. So big thanks to everybody at the Distraction Pieces uh, Network. Big thanks to Hotel Chocolat. Big thanks to 76 for producing this. Biggest of thanks and happiest of Christmases to you lot for listening, supporting the podcast and coming back week in, week out, sending me nice messages, sharing it and liking it on the socials. Thank you so much. Um, Let's get straight to it. Please enjoy Off The Beaten Track, Hotel Chocolat, Christmas Special. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the Cacao Bar and there's gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, And what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to. And all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with him. Right, we are recording. This is a. I've thought. I mean, we've done the intro, so you kind of know what this is. But it gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome today uh, my co-podcast uh, hardcore listing person, Christopher William Glasson. Hello. Hey, matey. Uh, and Scroobius Pip. Hello. Hello. I'm a bit choked up. Part of the warmth of that introduction to Chris there. That really that got me. That's that really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, mate. Oh, that's thanks. nice. Yeah, My co-podcasting nice, person, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I started and you got a bit lost. as Really, I... <laughs> really warm. The warmth was, was overwhelming. <laughs> well, we've, we're recording two podcasts tonight. We're, we're going to be recording uh, our, our annual uh, drunk cast for the Distraction Pieces Network, which we'll uh, be looking forward to later. However, we will be having some drinks this evening because this specific episode is in association uh, with my sponsors, um, Hotel Chocolat. So it's Christmas, so I thought we'd talk about Christmas and Christmas records with it being off the beaten track. Um, So I'm going to throw the question over to you first, Pippikins, whilst I pour uh, our first drink, which is the salted caramel chocolate cream liqueur, which is a bit special. I've had this one before, and it is delish. 
So looking forward to Can it. you wait till you've tried it and then pass comment on it? No, I have. I have had, had it before. before. Your listening skills. Is this what you like on this podcast? Right. So I get, I'm going to get really excited every time Stu says chocolate. Because <laughs> it's, it's very funny when the rest of his sentences are like, oh, brother. Hotel chocolate. It's like when you say it beautifully. When you watch a foreign film and then they would say an English word and it just sounds so different. <laughs> right. So I've got some questions about Christmas records. Mm. And uh, this is going to be a far different, if you're regular listeners, uh, this will be a little bit more like the Tony Rod episode, where there'll be a few drinks. It's a far more relaxed kind of format. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to start with some notes I've made. Where are they? Here we go. Right, Pip, I would like to ask you, what was the first ever Christmas song you remember hearing? Well, I was thinking about this oh, oh, when I was doing the prep. <laughs> when you told us the questions about 10 minutes ago. Um, and it would have been a, a Christmas carols and hymns b- because I went to an all-boys Catholic school, like Christmas songs and people doing, yeah, school choir and all that kind of thing were a massive part of that. So um, it would have been like a silent night or, or something uh, uh, like that, I guess. Is that the boring direction you wanted to go in this show? My next question was about hymns, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, so that that kind of works. Well like, done. I, I, I look back genuinely f- fondly of just belting out. Or no, no, I know that at school I would have been pretending to sing along. I would have been mouthing it, miming it because I was uncomfortable. Now I think the chance to go and just belt out those absolute. Bangers, maybe not a silent night, but like, yeah, come you, all ye faithful and stuff like that. Once in Royal Davy City was sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna of Kings. <laughs> I'd love to go and belt that out now. Yeah, it was like <laughs> hymns were like. Do kids still sing hymns at school? I guess so. I don't know. Did you used to? Yeah, quite enjoyed it, like yeah. like you, mate. But we even even at junior school, we sung songs like "When I'm Six Well, I don't know what that was. "When I'm Sixty Four. Oh, that was wow. my that was my favourite song that we sung, which isn't even a hymn. But we'd all get together and have a drink and sing "When I'm Sixty Four. <laughs> Part of that is a lie. But yeah, I, I mean, I did really enjoy that, and I actually um, I've got one of I've got the second worst singing voice. I know. It's not, loud though, isn't not, it? It's, I think that's part of the problem. I can't control the power. <laughs> level. Yeah. And, um, but I did go for auditions to sing in like some Essex choir and had to sing. Oh, wow. Uh, drip, drip, drop, lick a little April shower. And I sucked. And I had to sing in front of about 500 kids. And even I knew as I was singing it, I was like, why am I oh, doing yeah, this? There was video footage of that. A young Chrissy Glasson. <laughs> I mean, you've obviously gone on to have a successful career uh, in music. <laughs> yeah. Could you sing for shit when you was at school? Not at school, just nerves. Just wasn't wasn't up for it at all. Felt incredibly self conscious. Let's have a little ch- cheers on these. I've already cheers. had a little sip. I couldn't resist. Yeah, mm. it's good, down it. Yeah, it's lovely. I've done it again. There you go. <laughs> Nicked it all in one. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have had just nerves and all that kind of thing. And yeah, I think I'd be a lot more. Or I wouldn't care as much now. I wouldn't yeah. care that I can't sing because it's about a group of people all, all belting it out. W- weirdly, I think going to football has changed it because there's yeah. a big similarity with yeah, of course. with kind of a lot of those hymns and ch- chants on the football ground is just it's the unison of the people that makes it good. It's not anyone's individual tone. You can it's get lost in everyone it, in a you? similar tone, mm. just mm. all all singing along. It's lovely. Mm. I uh, I remember I had an audition. I I thought I. Could, Basically, it was pure X Factor stuff. My mum and dad always told me I could sing. Right? Oh, I really no. can't sing. Um, and I auditioned for the choir in the maybe third or fourth year junior. And I remember just like thinking, lad is best, but get heard, put yourself out there. <laughs> and they tapped several of us on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I just walked over with the others and was like, <laughs> and I was one of the first ones they tapped. And I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> and then, it's like being picked for a team. Yeah. And then... As I started to kind of look at who the shoulders they were tapping, I was thinking, oh, oh no, <laughs> this might not be going quite as I see it. And, yeah, I was uh, – I think I was the second person to get picked to not be in the choir. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, didn't okay. stop me from thinking, I'll start a band then. <laughs> I'll sing in that band. <laughs> but you can't sing. Yeah, I mean, that um, Okay, so Chris, first Christmas song you would have remembered – I'm struggling, like when you said that in the car, I, I 
I can't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I can tell you what Christmas song or, or tape I obsessed over at Christmas. That's my strongest memory, and it was released around Christmas, which was Jive um, Bunny and the Master Mixers, which has got really nothing to do with Christmas, but. I got it around Christmas and it was just this epic, like to be nine and have this mix of all these great tunes was, Mm. yeah, it was really good. In terms of Christmas song, something along the lines of, one that would would stay with me would be something like uh, Wizard Mm. and I wish it could be Christmas every day because it's just a bit of a pump, it's a bit of a pump up Christmas song, isn't it? Yeah. Really. And as a kid... You you do want it to be Christmas every day, right? And I don't think you understand the law of diminishing marginal returns as a seven-year-old, like we all do now. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that was kind of, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it's great. I still know it's in my top five, which incidentally, um, when I got around Pips earlier, he was like, uh, do you know what we were doing around shoes? I went, yeah, top five Christmas songs. He went... No, it's a different podcast. Mate. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's my one. Isn't I, was, it? I was like, have you listened to off the beta track? Like, oh. It's not top fives. Like, I was oh. like, I even planned that yesterday. Like, set some time that's aside. Right. We're going to get round to talking about our favourite Christmas songs. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so but don't, yeah, I love don't sweat it. Wizard and Top of the Pops and, and all that jazz. And I've got I've got strong memories of being around, um, especially my cousins Billy and Kenny singing that song. So yeah, I think like for me, we definitely would have been. Slade and Wizard. I mean, they're mm. they're they're your kind of they're your benchmark Christmas songs, aren't they? Which one did what? What did Slade do? I was, I was oh, I've got this one. No, 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 no. You got it right. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, and Slade first. obviously does. So here it is. Yeah, Merry that's Christmas. it. Yeah. yeah. So here it like, is. Merry Christmas. They were the ones that I think. Just as in my childhood, the Slade one probably got re-released like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, he's a belter, and Noddy Older's yeah, voice, yeah, he's yeah. so good. Mm. Louder is better. He's got mm. a loud voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have got tapped on the shoulder. Come on, Noddy. <laughs> You're over here. So, sort of thinking of those sort of early Christmases and, 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 and presents and such, like, did records or tapes or CDs ever find their way into the, uh, the Christmas stocking? Christopher? Um, yes, so for Christmas, uh, uh, I got my first, I, I, I kind of conflate between Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers, Michael Jackson's Bad, and actually this other one, but this was the first one, and this wasn't, this was a request of me, my first ever tape, uh, I got for Christmas was the, uh, so mad, the Top Gun soundtrack, because I loved, uh, you take my breath away, <laughs> I can't imagine like an eight-year-old me being like absolutely mystified, and and I felt the first feeling of what romance was in hearing that song. <laughs> it's such a strange thing. Like you, you think about me as a human being. Like Chris, turn I, it off and get back to practicing April showers. <laughs> you, you, you've got your big competition tomorrow. Like yeah, I can't say. I can't say it was very cool. No, but yeah, that was it. Yeah, I remember getting that and being like, wicked. What else is on that? Highway to the danger zone. That's a tune. Yeah. Has he got um, the wow, 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 like the Top Gun like music? That was well good. I'll be honest, after Christmas, I didn't really listen to that ever again, that tape. Is there a track called Playing With The Boys? That soundtracks the iconic volleyball. volleyball scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be right. Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I can't. I can't remember. I, I'm. I'm pretty. No. All guesswork. So I'm just going to pot commit. Well, film, Absolutely. That's how it starts. Film soundtracks were huge in the eighties, though. Mm. You know, things like Top Gun and, and Dirty Dancing. You know, obviously all following on from the tail end of the seventies with Grease and Saturday Night Fever. Like then big sort of. 80s movie soundtracks and then into 90s as well last action hero was one of the well i think that might be the first cd i ever got and right. i just i loved that soundtrack because it adds i've talked about it before but it adds, how did adds you have a successful hill. music career no it adds cypress hill <laughs> oh, right. um when the sh- shit goes down yep. but the film wasn't an 18 so shit. all they did to censor it was yeah on the package and it says when the ship goes down yeah. rather than shit S- simple censorship all in your head, um, and yeah, it had um, had loads of yeah. It had AC a really good ACDC song on there. It's pr- pr- proper good. It r- not led the way to the extent of, ju- of Judgment Day, but it was mm. that mixture yeah. of here's some rock, here's some rap. 
Yeah. There's a few different things on there. Because I, I think a lot of people look back fondly on the Judgment Night soundtrack, mm. but not so much the film. Like, I couldn't tell you much about that film. I, I think I've I seen could, it once yeah. or twice. I, I have watched it a lot. I could. Yeah, I have um, as well. I love it. Weirdly, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have seen it a lot. Um, like, it's only <laughs> pipped by a movie called, I think it was called Trespass, which I watched watch a lot of as well. And that was, it was very kind of similar sort of theme. All the sort of, like, s- similar format as well do with you, the uh, actors uh, and Do you remember whatnot. the one where it was around that same time where Ice T, mm. no, yeah, T, mm. Ice T was... Being hunted. Yeah, no, it's tres- um Is that Trespass? Yeah, Trespass, Trespass. Is it? Trespass is the one where it's a judgment night they're getting hunted, and then Trespass, someone else is getting hunted for uh, fireman treasure. Oh, tre- treasure that firemen find in right. a burning building. Now, on the one I'm thinking of, they've literally they've lured him somewhere, and it's literally rich people. He's, like, in the woods trying to escape. Like, oh, they're literally hunting, yeah. like, game. You're not thinking a hard target with Van Damme. Sorry, uh, this is about movie um, <laughs> <laughs> music. Sorry, Stu. Um, what was the other? I mean, obviously in nineties as you moved into that, Godzilla was a big soundtrack, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Require the oh, yeah. Puff Daddy. Yeah, Puff that, Daddy. Was, that was yeah with Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, nineties for me. So when I really started Training Day, do you remember that? Oh Just, yeah. Was that a good soundtrack? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get <laughs> yo. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. Very much. <clears throat> fuck you. It, it was his song after Get the Fuck Up. It was the tr- Training Day main song. Oh, it's brilliant. Anyway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, I probably, that was when I was really getting into my run with music, though. Once I got like a drive bunny out of my system. Actually, to be fair, I think it's dope. I'd probably listen to that now. Um, everybody, everybody. Uh, but one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. That's really good, she. Um, but in the nineties, it was all for me in terms of soundtracks. Um, it was uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies, like well, good you know, point. Reservoir Dogs was just off the. That was the first one I got. I think I've spoken on our podcast how I got a Reservoir Dogs poster in my garage. My dad chased me up the stairs because he was so angry. I put a Reservoir Dogs poster up. He's like, you're taking the piss out of me, aren't you? Like, no, dad. Because he thought it was kind of really violent. <clears throat> so he wanted to beat me up over it. And um, and then and obviously the Pulp Fiction one. But, I mean, all, all Quentin Tarantino soundtracks are... Jackie um, Brown across yeah, oh, the Street. Oh, my God. Opener. <clears throat> yeah. and, and Train Spotting, huge 90s oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. film yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Pip, yes. early memories of Christmas presents that were CDs, tapes, or records? Well, it, it became a big thing in our family. So basically my Uncle Rob and Aunt, Auntie Antoinette would always just get us something from HMV. So we'd send them a list of stuff that we wanted. Amazing. Just and, before you get onto that, just you mentioned HMV. Obviously, you worked in HMV yeah. for years. When did... Record tokens fizzle out. Was that in your time there, or were they still? I'd say they're still somewhat valid. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, it's completely in my time there. That What's was a, a huge record part. token. 
Sorry. It's, just so it's like a VHS, like a it's a w, WH Smith voucher, but for HMV. Yeah. Just, just dumb it down Bingo. for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. I don't think I've quite got it yet, but... Uh... Never mind, Poirot. Go on. We'll go up. If someone smarter comes in, we'll go, it's like book tokens. <laughs> um, like milk tokens, yeah? yeah. That's it. Um, All right, I think yeah. Um, but you yeah, only spend them in HMV, though. <laughs> That's the problem. A beer pre that, because because they wanted it to, to make it more personal, I guess, we'd give, well, like, like, like we'd send a list <clears> of what we wanted. And me and Ian, being little alternative kids, I always remember my, like, there'd always be stories at Christmas of the confusion that my aunt calls going in and asking for Gawky Psychotic Monkey yeah. or, or <laughs> Green Day or, or whomever else, and <clears> just <throat> absolute. Confusion and despair, but yeah, that was a massive thing for ages, and it was the present I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, because as stupid as it is, I know I'm getting a CD I want, and again, yeah. we weren't rich, so, so we, it wasn't like now we just have endless music. It's like yeah. I'm going to get maybe two CDs here, and yeah. mm. I know it's not just going to be some cr- cr- Christmas album and Nan's got yeah. you or whatever. It's like it's stuff that I want. I remember the year that my uncle and aunt had been on holiday to America. And my uncle got me Operation Ivy's album, which wasn't available over here. You couldn't, like, imports were harder to do at that point still. Mm. So I remember getting that Operation Ivy energy. And a a few of my mates at school were into Rancid, but Operation Ivy was obviously pre-Rancid and had all of that same vitriol and everything. And that was just hugely exciting to get that at Christmas and be. I played that so many times, can recite every every lyric on that record so yeah it was all those things that we requested that weren't christmas albums at all yeah. but it's like yeah i uh i worked in wh smiths in the in uh i used to do vouchers yeah they did they yeah. did you could are they like um the record tokens <laughs> they you are get in HMV? Yeah. specifically mm. you can't send them spend them in hmv though mm. they're they're kind of exclusive i'll tell w. you what mm. was a confusing thing was the year that borders and hmv merged as companies and you could spend your Baldur's book vouchers in HMV and vice versa. Just to confuse you, uh, WH Smith's bought our price. There you go, see? It's a shitstorm, mate. <laughs> um, but it was the year that the best of Sade and the best of In Excess come out. Mm. It would have been 1990, I think. The amount of confused nans. <laughs> Said, please, yeah. or inks. <laughs> and like, yeah. I would get that at least 20 times. Like, they were two of the biggest selling records that, that Christmas. Yeah. But I've got um, one of my – the first record I ever owned was a Christmas present. My the, Now, that's what I call Music One was oh, the best yeah. Christmas present Amazing. I've ever had. And, and Absolutely. I've spoken before on, on various podcasts. That kick-started my obsession with, with music and being able to see what they look like from the little pictures so and the chart exciting. positions and all the nerdy stuff. And it's still one of my favourite records uh, ever. Um, but I got two more that I can remember. The the first was was uh, there was a Sam Cooke compilation around AEA. There was lots of Levi's ads that mm. would mm. pull up old retro songs, and a wonderful world by. Sam Cooke was the really famous Nick Kamen in the laundrette mm-hmm. uh, sitting there in his boxers. And I remember just hearing Sam Cooke's voice. And then I think, I can't remember what Bill Murray film followed it, but they used Cupid by Sam Cooke as well. Right. And I remember thinking, mm. oh, I need to buy some Sam Cooke. And like they, they put this gatefold out called The Man and His Music. And when you opened it up inside, there's all these pictures of him with the Beatles, him with Muhammad Ali, and then like with his kids, because his kids are Womack and Womack. And, uh, hmm. and then you just got all these stats and information about Sam Cooke. I was like, oh, it's amazing. And I remember just like, I could put that on downstairs because obviously it was of a gen- like my parents' generation. So I was like, I put that on. They were like, yeah, yeah. And like my dad had a better stereo than me. I had like a Chibo Dixon's thing. So I remember sort of putting that on and being able to have that on Christmas Day. But then fast forward like a couple of years to 91. And my, my nan asked me what I wanted. And I got the, uh, the Billy Bragg album, Don't Try This At Home with, like, sexuality and stuff like that on it, I weren't allowed to play that one downstairs. <laughs> that was, like... I, mean, I, I vividly remember going upstairs on like in the afternoon after dinner and just laying on my bed and just listening to, like, this record and thinking, oh, what a good day. Like, I've got this new... It was a double album as well, and I remember just, like, listening to it and just thinking, oh, this is brilliant. I'm listening to Billy Bragg on Christmas Day. It was, like, yeah, amazing. That's amazing. Have you seen One Night in Miami? No. It's, a, it's on Amazon. It came out... Of- this year, it might be in my films of the year list, and it's dramatization of the night that 
Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, um, Jim Brown, and Muhammad Ali all were in a hotel room wow. together, all hanging out because I think, or is Cassius Clay at that point? It, it was, was it was like, before yeah. he, he 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 changed. Um, so Cassius Clay had just been had a big a boxing match on one, and it was after that they all, well, well those four all went back to a hotel yeah. room together. It's amazing. It was after that fight there, the poster on yeah. the wall. It was, yeah. I mean, it was one of his last fights, Clay. It's on Amazon Prime. It's really good. Oh. It, I said it came out this year and it was amazing, but it was at the point where we were just coming out of, or there was question over more lockdowns, all this kind of yeah. thing. It felt like it got ignored a bit, but you'll love that. It's really good. And, and the performances of the four playing them are so good. Um, all over that. And I, and I think how many times, if you need a poignant song to kind of, soundtrack that whole kind of time change is going to come by Sam Cooke gets used uh-huh. so well in so many <laughs> but films the, but the lad who plays Sam Cooke in this is amazing I'm sure it's the lad from from Hamilton um, Leslie Odu, Odom Jr right. and he's just he's got a perfect voice so it's literally he's an amazing actor and also can just yeah recreate all of it you'll like that well kind of bringing things forward to now do you listen to Christmas music um, I've got a, a, a tradition that's, uh, I've got, I, I used to have a Christmas Eve tr- tradition. It was go up the bell and I'd have a drink mm. or two with my family, but then I'd always leave early and I'd walk home on my own with Oi to the World by the Vandals on a loop. And I'd just listen to, I'd be a bit tipsy. It'd be a nice crisp night and I'd do it every time I'd get home and I'd watch Die Hard. And I'd go to bed. And that was my, my Christmas Eve for years. I'd often nip, because my mum would be up the bell, I'd nip into my mum's house and leave a little Santa sack for her because she always used to do a Santa sack for me and yeah. Ian, but her and my dad would do them. So, so when they separated, as soon as I was old enough, I'd start doing a little a Santa sack for my mum. Just useless shit, but, but good fun. Yeah, so that was my tradition. But Oi to the World on Loop, honestly... On that night, I could listen to that. I did it in in Vancouver last year. I was on my own on Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Eve. The one night I saw anyone, one of the producers invited me over because him and his family were there and they were having the, their Christmas Eve and we were all obviously all tested and yeah. whatever else. So I went and had an evening of just food and hanging out with them and then I walked back and it was almost an hour to get back to my Airbnb and I just had I walked along the seat the the uh, the dock area in Vancouver just. Oi to the world on loop, and it was the most connected to the UK yeah. I felt because of that that tradition. Love it. Mm, you, mate? Very nice. Um, like if you're opening <clears> like, your presents or you ran your family's, <clears> like do, do, do you sling on uh, a bit of Christmas music? Um, I think in the evening, yeah. Uh, during the day, no. So during the day, will be silence. Pop- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Abject, abject silence. It's not time yet. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely lots of celebrating and partying in the evenings, um, but less so during the day. Unless I'm at Billy and Kenny's and then the musical, they, they've got a, a pub in the back garden mm. and I basically spend the whole time there listening to Christmas music, playing pool and um, and whatnot. But in terms of what quis- Christmas music I listened to, last year I listened to quite a few new tracks, mainly because M- Molly was doing music PR for different bands and whatnot. And a lot of our friends either had, you know, records in the charts and whatnot. Um, but I'll just go back to n- nostalgia and the songs that I like the most. I'm not really, well, yeah, I'm not trying to break any new down any new barriers with what I'm listening to at Christmas. Usually, well, we'll get on to our favourite mm. Christmas records. But before we get on to that, if I was to say we're at, you know we're going to karaoke now, and you're going to sing a Christmas song, oh no, well, no, you're not going to. It's just, I'm just for the sake of the podcast, like. <laughs> um, Chris, like, we're going now. Where is it? <laughs> How near is it? No, because I just have night, like, because I've ruined Christmas a few, about, probably about 10 years ago now. I absolutely ruined it. Oh. Everyone. Just everyone what in did the you house. Do, Chris? Um, it's not one of my more rude stories. It's, um, and it's not even a Christmas song, but Ross, Ross, my brother, got a karaoke machine, and my brother is a little bit of the, the fan base of X Factor, who are basically they've they've filled out their application form to go on it, and they quite fancy themselves on there. Mm. I've heard my brother sing; he's he's, he's all right at singing. 
He is. He's slightly above average, I guess. Um, and I, and and so he buys a karaoke machine, and everyone's singing. I know what I'm. I know how bad I am, <laughs> and they all force me to sing. And like, like it literally takes. And I'm a confident lad. You know me. I'm always up for a laugh. I just know that I'm. I'm not a good singer. I've ruined weddings and funerals. I just. I've got to not I sing. Think karaoke is a different kind of no, confidence because yeah. it's not that. I'm going to get up and do something and it's funny. It's like, I'm going to get up and it's three minutes of this. Mm. I can do it's it. It's not a quick... Yeah. Like, I can do it. I've, I've pulled off some incredible performances of Green Day and, Tom and New York. Me and Tom some terrible karaoke <laughs> moments together, <laughs> teaming up. And Stu Tell. Me, Tom Coles and Stu Tell, alternating whose partners, just thinking, oh, this will be hilarious if we go and do this. And Was it? Did it no, no. Not yeah, any yeah. time was it hilarious in the slightest. If I'm... Stu and Tom doing Men in Black was one of the worst things oh, no. I've ever seen because it's got a lot of rapping in oh. as well. Which oh, that's ambitious. No. Oh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It was awful. Right, we're just having a little sip of the salted caramel and clementine. A bit of chocolate orange. I think that's better. I haven't tried this one before. Oh, wow. That is good. Um, but the, the song I picked... Now, you can say that my, the criticism here is my song choice. I picked Dry Your Eyes, Mate, by the streets. <laughs> That's quite long as well, isn't it? Well, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't long. Because four hours of campaigning and, and badgering me to do it, and eventually I said I'd do it. Everyone was happy. Within 30 seconds, everyone was disinterested. Within a minute, my brother was like, you don't have to... And I thought, fucking how how soul destroying is that? That they forced me to do it. And, nah, just and, leave it. Actually, and Mike Skinner, <laughs> you know, it's a terrible choice by me. But Mike Skinner isn't exactly. It's quite a morose song, isn't it? Let's be honest. And he doesn't sing. He talks through it. It was. It was. Keep it, it was, like Chris. It's it, Christmas. It was the worst. Um, but if I was to sing a Christmas song, oh, um, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go all out. Um, I'll probably do all I want for Christmas. Just something within my vocal range. Love I think. it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Pip. I'd be all over. I've just watched, and we'll talk about this actually on the Drunk Cast. I watched the new Springsteen uh, DVD that that came out. It's a ninety-minute version of the the two or three nights he did at Madison Square Garden, which was a charity thing, and he did like four hours each night. And it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen as a live thing. But he didn't do it in this. But um. You better watch <laughs> out. <laughs> You'd have to go for it. I'd get, I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. get my sleeveless denim on, which I know you boys yeah. are a fan of, mm, and yeah. uh, I'd be Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm, solid choice. Mm. Solid as, choice. As, as someone said, I saw a tweet saying the way Springsteen says Santa Claus in that song, it's like he's one of the boys in the boys are back in town. <laughs> Sander is one of the boys. <laughs> definitely. It definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> it sums it up perfectly. Santa has never been cooler. Well, with that in mind, like, let's rattle off some of our, our favourite Christmas records. So, <laughs> you like that one? I think it's fucking great. I can't get enough of it. Because, mm. again, it is a bit morose but upbeat as well. Yeah. It is quite... <laughs> it's, a, it's a really strange record that like do you know much else about jonah louis no no so jonah louis had a a, a a track that um you can hear it's actually in the young ones but he had another hit i would have thought before that i might be wrong um which was covered by another band in the night in, in in the early 2000s uh you never heard or are you familiar with you'll always find me in the kitchen at parties and you'll yeah, always yeah, find yeah. me in yeah, the kitchen. Like, like that's hard. Yeah, 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 squeeze, yeah, yeah. was that the band? No, well, not Squeeze. Um, it was Jonah Louie, mate. Oh, was it? Yeah. Who covered the, it, though? Who's the younger, younger lads? It was it a couple actually a couple of the kids of the Lads in Madness. Yeah, yeah, they were called. It, yeah. it was used in an Ikea advert. That was it, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think uh, what they were called. They did another banger of a song as well. I but, try uh, remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a cracker. Again, it's... 
I, I'm a big fan of songs that aren't what they seem like, if you mm. know what I mean. Because it's a war song, isn't it? Yeah. It's a sad s- song about war yeah. and not being home. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. <laughs> good dance. It's, it's, it, oh, the one that always comes to mind is Sound of the Police, by Kairos One, yeah. <laughs> a song about the plantations and slavery yeah. in a club. Whoop, whoop, yeah, come on, whoop, whoop. It's like, whoa, it's a banging party track about the plantations. Yeah. I get about 60 seconds into that in my set, and then I'm like, I'll, I'll change the song now. I yeah. think everyone yeah. likes the start of it, and it gets a bit heavy. <laughs> just, yeah. just get that bit in and then just mix it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, stop the cavalry. Like, I mean, I'm sure Joan Louis was, was signed Stiff Records. He's like, right, yeah. uh, you know, in, in, in the right company there with Madness and... God, who else was on Stiff? Was he in Jury started off on Stiff, I think? Right. Like, um, yeah, so many amazing bands put stuff out on that label. Man Like Me was the... Man Like Me, that was it. Yeah, they did a song called Squeeze, even though I said Squeeze, right. which is one of your favourite bands, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Squeeze are kind of in that similar sort of They're not, they're not actual band, <clears throat> so let's move on. It's a made-up uh, Bizarrely, supported Madness last week. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, they, they do exist. There's their set list on the wall just there. What's your favourite? Well, my favourite. Um, some special mentions would be. Well, we actually discussed the other, the other day, so I know what your favourite one is. So I'm not going to mention that because you'll probably throw that one in. Um, but it, I, there's loads I love. Run Rudolph, Run Chuck Berry. I think it's quite a fun one. Um, but my ultimate is um, is uh, Stay Another Day by E17, which mm. is. Uh, and I, I mean, I I really do get that it's it's not a good song, and it's barely even a Christmas song. But it is it is to me because um, they're wearing giant white parkers. You, and it you was can't when people say, "Can you see music?" Yeah, you just see white parkers, don't you? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's just, do you know what? It's just full of um, nostalgia for me. And like, I remember going to uh, like you like Woodlands Youth Club like Christmas party and I wasn't even at that senior school but my friends were so I used to go and it was just all that excitement and expectation it was around Christmas we were probably having a sneaky drink there was girls there and you'd, you'd hope that maybe you could get a kiss often didn't but it's all that hope and expectation and excitement and 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 Stay another day weirdly reminds me of all of that, and 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 that that reminds, and again, that's a bit of a metaphor for Christmas because what's better the 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 the, the hope and expectation when you before you open your Christmas presents, which is just the most exciting moment, mm-hmm. or like maybe like midday Christmas, which is fun, but that moment just before you open your Christmas is presents is is uh, super exciting and uh, hopeful, and that's what that song reminds me of, and really it's just a, a bunch of lads. Just probably off well, their faces. Again, another one. It's a sad song about his brother dying, isn't it? Mm. Oh God, I never known that. Now you've That's ruined what it's about. it. But uh, I've, I've got a clip of it on my phone because my brother sent it to me, and it's just so funny how intense um, Brian Harvey is delivering his line because it's a beautiful line. But it's baby, but, if you've got to but, go away. But look, <laughs> is his brother's name baby? Hang on. <laughs> Why is he angry? Says it like it's a threat. <laughs> I touch your face, what? But scowling. <laughs> I touch your face while you are sleeping. Oh, the fact there's but a yeah. It's staying another mm. day. His brother was dying, and he wanted him, yeah, to stay another day. Why have they, they made put, it? Obviously, it's made it confused me because they put more they thrown the baby yeah. in there. Well, it's, it's confused. It's confused me. It's ruined that song for me. I tell you. Do you think of any other bands that got a Terry in it? <laughs> a good point. <laughs> Fucking good one. Yeah, that kind of puts part of that. Yeah, yeah there you I took the joke seriously. <laughs> uh, the specials next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really out of my depth on this podcast. Uh, uh, one of the coolest bands ever. The specials. <laughs> oh, <looks. laughs> Stu's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> right, I'll touch his hand while he's sleeping. <laughs> um, I bloody love Greg Lake. Um, I know there'll be snow this oh, Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm, I love. It's nice. I love that little yeah. bit. That Is that in any? I'm I'm getting yeah, strong Home Alone like vibes. It'd be perfect in the film. Yeah, it's, strong Home Alone it's vibes. So Christmassy. It's yeah. that, it was sort of sleigh bells as well. Uh, I love that. I, a bit of driving home for Christmas. 
I'm mm. on board. Driving home for Christmas. Yeah, nice. Right. But, I mean, let's discuss Mariah Carey. I mean, I, I That's think my second. That's my number two. It's a legit mm. fucking banger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I see, yeah. She must make an absolute fortune of that every God, year. Imagine. She loves it. Chills all year. And then that comes out. Yeah. She's cashing Five in. million plays in that month yeah. on Spotify. That's a cool 500 quid. She's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. Get what she want for Christmas. Oh, um, man. Fairy Tale of New York is another one that I just yeah. think is absolutely amazing. I'd um, say that's your top one, isn't it? Mm, so that's yeah. my number three. But, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's astounding. And it's only this year I've got into... Um, I can't think of his band's name. They're called the Pogues. The Pogues. Pogies. For some reason, I was... I was Pogues. I was panicking that mm. the Stooges are the Pogues. Or something <laughs> pointing on the Pogues. No, that's Iggy Pops, but what? Yeah, the Pogues. But just got into them this year and realised just what an amazing so writer he is. And then, yeah, it adds to even that song that I've heard a million times and always thought it's underrated how good it is. It's mainly there for people to forget that we have censorship on songs all year round mm-hmm. on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone will be tweeting and moaning, oh, going, yeah. oh, they're censoring it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, no, there's, there's censorship all year round. If yeah, you say, yeah. When the ship goes down. It, if you say yeah. shit, if you say any of these things, it will be censored yeah. on the radio. It's not a special thing for the yeah. Pogues. So don't get angry. And again, I love that the Pogues have come out and said, all those people are idiots. Of course it should be censored. It's changed. It's, yeah. it's, it's weight has changed. It's tone has changed. Yeah. So was it watching the, the Shane documentary that kind yeah. of sort of turned you on to some yeah. of the other stuff? It, bl- it blew me away. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a few songs that I just listened to. I got <laughs> the, the best of the pokes because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an obvious choice. Yeah. They've done point. so much, yeah. but there's a couple of songs on that, that I'd, li- I'd g- 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 got it ahead of a 90 minute drive. And there was a couple of songs that I listened to for at least 20 minutes each, just because... Yeah. I'll, I'll bet I'll guess them. They were 40 like, minutes long each. Pair of brown eyes. Yeah, that's, that's one of them. <laughs> that's the one that I come back to still regularly now. It's just yeah. such an amazing song. Uh, Rainy Night in Soho. Uh-huh. Because of the filth of it. Yeah. What? Is he? Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying... He's confessing some really dark things. I'm not going to go... Fiesta or the or the, the 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 party starters. Summer in Cyan. A bit. Yeah. And what's the um? Is it Dirty Old Town? Dirty Old Town. Yeah. Yeah. That one is just so Fucking good. Brilliant. Yeah. Really good. Pair of brown eyes. Well, I got the. It just blew me away. Just just realizing the amazing the, the what it's about because again it's sung like it's exactly as we've been saying. Yeah. This whole thing. It's sung like a love song, and yeah. I guarantee there's. Hundreds of people who heard that when it was on the charts and all that that were like, ah, oh, mm. pair of brown eyes, and it's about a disembodied pair of brown eyes, yeah. a dead, an expl- a blown up person, yeah. and yeah. Dirty Old Town is a, a mass hit, so I, I never yeah. listened really to the Pogues that much uh, until I got with Molly, and then she's got a lot of their stuff on vinyl, and um, but yeah, Dirty Old Town is something that you need to you have to learn to really be inducted into their family really because it's a it's an Irish uh, hit really they'll sing it uh, a lot what's the ultimate drinking song I can't think of the names of any of the songs now probably Fiesta isn't it no hang on I'll get it out I won't play it but I'll get it out. <laughs> oh Sally no um, yeah 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 amazing right yeah, I can't get enough of... Yeah, they've stopped doing the Christmas gigs. Obviously, I think up until about five years ago, every Christmas they'd, they'd, they'd do Brixton or something, and it's fucking carnage. But obviously, I think we saw Shane recently on on stage, mm. and I think he's, he's in a wheelchair now. Yeah, he's and, in a real uh, bad shape now, from the looks but, of things. Uh, I mean, it was inevitable Shane McGowan was going to be in bad shape. I, I think yeah. it's... It's incredible that he's lived as long as he's lived. The tail of the tooth. Yeah, if you look lived, at Lived, you know what mm. I mean? He's, uh, he's, he's definitely uh, his own man. And as, 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 you know, it's no secret, is it, that alcoholism has been a huge mm. part of, of his life. And to, and to still be sort of going and still singing is remarkable. The heartbreaking mm-hmm. part on that documentary when they're asking what, if he could have one wish, and it is to get it back. Because he can't write anymore, he doesn't feel he's written anything yeah. good in a long while, and he hasn't got it. And that was just <sighs> so emotional to see him kind of yeah. going, "Yeah, I just want to, I want to be able to do what." I, because again, he confesses he used to be effortless. It just it write hit after hit, mm. and it's like I just want that back again. 
if I could have anything. Yeah. It's, it's way more yeah. mystical, isn't it, I guess, songwriting than, um, you know, because people mourn the loss of their limbs and, and their uh, abilities, um, but to lose the ability to, to write something must be um, hard to trap and understand what's missing and, and why why you're not able to reproduce what, what you could do in a okay. sort of flow state, yeah, when you were younger. Yeah. Do you get the same sort of creative sensation over what you want to call it writing ideas for scripts and things like that as you do for writing lyrics 100% but it's a weird one because it's also I think dangerous because with the lyrics the completion of that sensation was performing it live Mm. Mm. and with scripts I've got almost too comfortable with just the completion is I write it and I'm really happy with it Yeah, Yeah. it's like right no I need to get these things made I need to get out of it but there's such a it's so rewarding and there's there's bits there's scripts I've written and bits that I'm so proud of that no one has ever read and Mm. I've kind of forgotten about them because I'm like I did it I finished that script I'm really happy and it's because it's such a huge thing to get something actually made whereas music you make the song, you do it, you go and play it with films and stuff because it's such a huge step. It can be that kind of, well, I'd like to at some point, but part of that drive is completed in the actual the writing of it. There's a whole script that no one, yeah, I, I forgot about it. And then we were talking the other day and I was yeah. like, I, don't, I never gave you this horror script that I wrote. And I was happy about it. And I was a bit overwhelmed well, you'd by it. you given me like a, 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 one yeah. scene. So yeah, in yeah. your head, you'd given me the whole lot. No, and no, like, yeah. I love the one scene. I no, read, it's done the whole like, thing. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I remember the scene at the beach scene yeah. I gave you. Oh, um, oh, oh, new, new Hotel Chocolate shots inbound. Um, yeah, it's frustrating as well because I think when you write a, a screenplay, um, it's not yours once it's bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, often, so you know I've, what what I've you what you craft what you year. what you crafted it then changes. I've got some plans um, next year. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about them off ex- mic. Exciting. Well, we're gonna have a little uh, shot of um, this is the salted caramel uh, vodka liqueur. Do you want a little dash? Just give me a tiny bit? little bit. I don't want to go and, uh, crazy. I have to hold things. Together on the drum. Um, (laughs) Right, cheers, gang. Thanks, Hotel Chocolat. Say Hotel Chocolat to Shoe once more. Hotel Chocolat. Chocolat. uh, Yeah. Have they got any kind of guides on stuff to make with these? Like, do they recommend you don't rinse out the shot glass and just mix them all together with a murky. (laughs) Do they recommend it, Goat? Do they recommend you give it curdled? Or is that the. (laughs) It's fine. It tasted great. That's the the best one. There's a big uh, assortment of of drinks from the cacao. Oh, that is delicious. It's good, right? What's that one? That's the salted caramel vodka liqueur. Oh, that is delicious. And uh, and yeah, there's there's, there's a few more. And. uh, yeah, all available. And you can win them if you go over uh, to the Off The Beaten Track um, social medias or you go over to the Hotel Chocolat um, website, you can enter a chance to win all of these. Uh, name, the name, name any Terry in a band. Is that the question? <laughs> no, Pip's bolt that. <laughs> um, so, look, with that in mind, now we've had a few drinks and we, we, we're going to get loose. I'm going to ask the last question. Um, has there been a good Christmas record made in the last 20 years? You know, I'm I'm going to defer to Chris on this because he was saying about listening to a lot of new tracks because of, 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 of Molly and her music PR. I've not had any that have really grabbed me in recent times. Mm. I'll say in, when we're discussing this in the car, it depends if you're into the darkness or not because that was the last mm. one that I remember being embraced. Yeah. Like, as a proper, everyone's into this new Christmas song. I think the charts still mattered then and you probably yeah. saw the video lots yeah, yeah. and... Yeah. And and the, I think at the time of darkness were a really big band, weren't mm-hmm. they? Yep. But I, I think that's probably it was a good Christmas song as well, it's a great right? Christmas like song. The the mm. the the, mm. the pace of it, the swing of it, really mm. felt very Christmassy. More than just here's some sleigh bells on yeah. it. It felt it felt Christmassy. I've not heard uh, the, the the new song by Ed Sheeran and Elton John. I'm, I can't say I'm that excited about it Molly said she heard it Molly's quite a tough critic of all music um, and she, she was it's alright mm. um, but I mean, that's it I've not heard it yeah exactly established they're, they're, songwriters exactly. aren't they yeah. they're like, like, there's no there's no argument in, in, in that sense that they're banger, they're able to write bangers um, yeah, so I don't think it's a disaster. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't heard it to, to listen to it have you yeah, I'm guessing not. I haven't yet no, 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 no. Um, you know no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie I'm a, I'm a fan of Elton's work in the mm. in the seventies and yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm 
Ed Sheeran doesn't offend me. I think he's got some more right songs. Good on him, mate. Uh, he's, a, he's a grafter. So I've got but no, I imagine no generally hate. Christmas songs have got to be a bit family friendly and safe. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're cunting the gang and uh, and you want to put your own Christmas you, song out. You said at the start of this, so um, in terms of it being specifically Christmas, yeah, so Laurie Wright, which was one of the guys Molly promoted last year, did um, was raising money for a charity and he did one going, going cold turkey for Christmas. It was actually really good. Um, and I, I and uh, it did okay, but you know when you think it should it should have done better. It was really good, but it was also because he's uh, an ex drug addict, and it was it was great, really well written. Um, but yeah, I mean, you was talking earlier about we were talking about censorship, mm-hmm. and have you seen uh, Cunt and the Gang's uh, video for Boris Johnson still a fucking cunt? Uh, the the the, the, mu- one, the, the music video. One. When they censor it, so instead of like something like when the ship goes down, they're saying Boris Johnson's still a sausage roll. Yeah. But the video is clearly them saying fucking cunt, <laughs> and it is gold. Like, I watched it twice yesterday because it's just like them saying it. And obviously, you can mouth fucking cunt as much as you want. Yeah. That's not what the rules are. The rules are, like, if you want to put it anywhere, you can't say it. So Absolutely. it's really good. Absolutely. Well, um, I know that you've you've got um, cunt on your podcast, probably yes. uh, in and around the time of this as well. Um, oh, he'll... we talk a lot about you. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> uh, and obviously, um, there'll be an episode coming out very soon with with, with him uh, on off the beaten track. And he's reached out and said, as part of the campaign, he wants to come on hard college. Oh well, absolutely, man! So, I love. Uh, my, um... We'll be making that mm-hmm. happen soon. Um, so. Finishing on something quite controversial, which is always exciting, and uh, and and what we want, and obviously he's a, a mutual friend, so uh, so best of luck to him on his campaign for uh, for Christmas glory, um, gents. Thank you so much for coming on and, and talking Christmas records. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Lovely stuff. Cheers, mate. And thank you to Hotel Chocolate for all the scrummy booze. There you go. Ah, lovely. Get to chat to two of my favourite people whilst drinking some of my favourite booze at my favourite time of the year, Christmas. Um, go check out the back catalogue if you like hearing Scroobius Pip chat. Um, he's been on twice already. Uh, he was my first ever guest uh, on this podcast. If you want to hear a very nervous Stu Whiffin, listen to episode number one. I was petrified. Um, and yeah. 340-odd episodes down the line. I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable now, and uh, and I hope you've uh, you have picked up on that. Have a lovely Christmas. Have a lovely day. And, uh, yeah, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat